0: This is Rob Scott, and you're experiencing Fundamental Shift from BackToBreath.com. Hello, everyone. Today's talk is called Nested Duality, and what we're going to talk about is really trying to find what duality means, and it means a lot of different things, so we'll sort of simplify that down to a core understanding of what duality means. We're going to talk about good and bad because they're involved in uh, sort of the opposites of duality and how we get attached to things that we prefer. We're going to talk about how as we evolve through our, you know, different stages, we can sort of relate to good and bad in different ways. We can become less and less attached to them. And that really begs us to sort of learn about a non-dual mind or a mind free of judgment and free of attachments and what that state of mind is like. And then we're going to Talk about how nested duality is actually getting caught preferring that non-dual mind, and that that is sort of an illusion where we're back into the good and bad mindset, except we don't see it that well because we're arguing for non-duality. So uh, nested duality is very important. It's something that a lot of people trying to expand their mind and learn about get caught in, and it's just a neat little talk that I think is uh, can be helpful. So let's get started. If you look up dualism in Wikipedia, if you look up duality, first off, there's a lot of different uh, definitions for that as far as mathematics and different, you know, whether it's philosophy we're talking about or whether it's morals and all that. But if you just look up dualism, it's basically a given domain of knowledge. Dualism involves the existence of two fundamental principles or concepts, often in opposition to each other. And then what precisely dualism then entails depends on the context. Anything that's in opposition to another idea, I guess can be referred to as dualism, but some of the more meaningful ones, some of the ones that really affect our world today are this play between good and evil, heaven and hell, right and wrong. Um, Things like left and right, we can talk about that. We can talk about zeros and ones, on and off, binary computing, you know, just listing different sort of opposites. But what really moves us as people and behaviorally is this, is this attachment to good and evil or good and bad, preferred and not preferred. And so that's really where I want to keep my focus today and, you know, just basically say the duality or the yin and yang of things is really this sort of sense of attaching to what we prefer and uh, trying to run away from what we do not prefer, don't like. So good and bad, really, to make it simple our first experiences with good and bad feel as though they're external to us you know we start and we feel like they're absolute and in some way there's a good force and a bad force out, outside us and and that's really where we began with this concept of a, of a good god and a bad devil in, in some sense as we start to relate to good and bad we may see in some circumstances that actually we're in the equation as well these good and bad experiences aren't fully outside of us but that our own interaction with them, our own choices, allow us to react differently to things that we find are good and bad an event happens and I realize that my attitude about that can change my perspective as to whether the situation is good or bad. I can decide to make things that are bad Learning experiences, as an example, and that can make them a little bit better. I can decide to be a victim, and I, that can make it a little bit worse in a lot of cases. So, as we start to relate to good and bad as we're evolving and looking and learning, we realize that we can relate to good and bad in different ways. We start to see that good and bad kind of define each other, that they're different sides of the same coin, that in any situation, something good can come of it and that's really only our perception so we're much more responsible as we sort of take responsibility for our lives and stop acting like victims we become responsible for how we perceive things as good and bad so good and bad define each other if we didn't have good things we wouldn't have bad things if we didn't have bad things we wouldn't know what good things were if everything were just the same it would all be monotonous right and so that's another level of kinda like wait a second you know I need these bad moments so that I realize when things are good Sometimes good things can be misinterpreted, and we realize that being late for that meeting ended up making us not in the building that caught on fire or something. So things that we think are bad can end up good, so we can be mistaken about good and bad as well. Ultimately, we realize that good and bad are judgments, that there are perception of events, and so this begs us to sort of learn about a non-dual experience. If I can start messing with what's good and bad in whatever way, and there are things that I'm gonna never prefer I'm never gonna prefer you know accidents to happen I'm never gonna prefer uh, pain necessarily but if we understand that on some level we can start messing with good and bad it begs this sort of non dual idea and that asks us if we can start to experience things without judgment and I talk about uh, non-judgment you know or non dual experience all the time and it's really a meditative state so let's say we end up learning about this meditative state and we end up experiencing it and we sit and all of a sudden joy starts arising and different feelings and we aren't judging them we're not calling them anything we're just experiencing them right so non dual doesn't mean that experience stops in fact experience becomes much richer in a lot of cases when we're not thinking about it and when we're not judging it so we sit in this non dual space right which means not duality not judging not calling things good or bad and we drift into this non-dual state and a lot of that becomes very pleasurable at the beginning of this non-dual experience this pleasurable experience we think aha I've got it I've escaped good and bad I've found non-duality and all I have to do is stay there all I have to do is stay there forever and that's the answer but we realize that that's not really the answer we can't really stay there forever As other people come up, we start to have a self again. As as we decide what we need to eat for food and just simple choices in life, we realize that there is this world of preference. There is this dual world as well. So non-duality and duality both exist. And we can perceive things in a non-dual sense, but there's also duality. So how do we make this mistake? And I don't think I've been clear enough about the mistake. The nested duality that I'm talking about today is when we start to prefer the non dual state and that makes it good and so in nested duality you have good and bad on one side and then on the other side you have this non dual experience and you start to say that good and bad or duality are really bad and that the non duality side is good and so we've abstracted non duality into this good and bad. We've made the mistake of preferring non-duality. So if we begin to prefer or call good the non-dual state, then it is no longer non-dual. It makes it very hard to sell or point to this state of mind because anytime we do we're not in that state of mind. So if we lean on non-dual states of being as being the right way or a good way to be, then that becomes just another belief, just another judgment, just another good or bad perception of ours. So non-duality becomes something we think about instead of something that we do. This is a mistake that so many people who meditate and so many people who are trying on this path get caught in. And it's really just duality still sort of messing with us. So we've talked about a lot today. And uh, just to go over it again, we sort of tried to define duality a little bit and we talked about the opposites or the play of opposites with that we talked about good and bad and how as we're growing through our experience of good and bad we can relate to it in many different ways and that's kind of the evolution if you think of yin and yang in one circle you know normally on one side of that's considered you know male and female one side is good and bad all that and that's really representing in an eastern sense the play of these opposites against each other into this one experience or this you know this kind of oneness that they're both necessary in the dance of life and you know that's very true and as we start to see that we start to realize what would non duality be like what would it be like to not have any sort of perception of events in a good and bad sense but just a pure experience and that's normally when we try and learn about meditation and we start to experience these and then when we prefer that non dual state and when we sell that either to ourselves or others uh... when we're when we're doing that and and saying you know oh, we should only be non dual that's really the error of making that the good in in another duality and that's the nested duality that's where we've sort of built this layer of nested duality on top and so our practice is really that we must endlessly kind of watch for this preference, and um, I don't want to make it hard. It's not hard, but you know, as as we come to these things, we, we'll be alerted to what we're attached to, and just to always sort of allow these things to fall away and to drift back into a place of non-duality is a really freeing uh, way to be. And so, but it's also very important to not get caught with that preference and start to become opinionated and and sort of stuck in a belief on that so it's all important duality non-duality uh, good and bad they're all part of this play that we're watching and so uh, just learn to watch it and I hope my talk today on nested Duality wasn't overly unclear I hope it's helpful in some way as we grow it's great to learn to relate to good and bad differently it's great to learn about non-dual states and uh, as we're sitting there and trying to sit in a really wise place of of understanding and compassion and all that stuff and uh non-attachment seems to be the best way to do that. And so don't get attached to non-duality either because when you are you're not really coming from a non-dual place. That's really the point of today's talk. I hope that's helpful for you guys. Uh thank you so much for listening. This is Rob Scott. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye-bye.